Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. From Asia to Europe, cases of the novel coronavirus continue to rise around the world. But as Ron Cruz tells us, the World Health Organization still insists the outbreak hasn't reached pandemic levels. U.S. President Donald Trump also expresses confidence China is getting the situation under control. Global cases of COVID-19 continue to rise, but the World Health Organization still refusing to call the outbreak a pandemic. For the moment, we are not witnessing the uncontained global spread of this virus, and we are not witnessing large-scale severe disease or deaths. Does this virus have pandemic potential? Absolutely, it has. Are we there yet? From our assessment, not yet. Using the word pandemic now does not fit the facts, but it may certainly cause fear. This is not the time to focus on what word we use. That will not prevent a single infection today or save a single life today. This is a time for all countries, communities, families and individuals to focus on preparing. The virus has now killed 2,663 in China. Confirmed cases there have also reached over 77,000. In South Korea, 60 more cases were reported, raising the total to 893. The death toll in the country now at seven. Over in Japan, a fourth passenger from the Diamond Princess cruise ship docked in Yokohama dies from COVID-19. The ship with 3,700 passengers and crew has been stuck in the country since February 3rd. More than 800 people on board have been infected with a new coronavirus, including 80 Filipinos, 10 of whom have already been discharged. About 400 other Filipinos are being repatriated Tuesday and will be quarantined again once they return home. Outside Asia, Italy is on the front line of the crisis, also with seven deaths and over 200 cases. Over in Iran, the COVID-19 death toll rises to 12, the most outside mainland China. More than 60 people have been infected, mostly from the city of Qom. But despite the rising number of cases, Iran's health officials are rejecting stricter quarantine measures. Quarantine measures were taken before World War I to deal with outbreaks like the plague. And the Chinese are not satisfied with the quarantine that has been implemented. And the quarantine has consequences. You quarantine a city, what happens to the people inside that city? Meanwhile, in the U.S., the Trump administration is asking Congress for $2.5 billion to fight COVID-19. The White House says more than a billion dollars will be spent on developing a vaccine. The funds will also be used to buy equipment and supplies. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Philippine shares set to play catch-up for the rest of Asia Wednesday as traders return from the People Power anniversary holiday. The index jumping off at the 71.28 level. Philstock Financial's June Kalaikae sees more sideways trading for the local market, even with strong earnings reports as virus and regulatory concerns persist.
we should be seeing some good numbers uh, for, for the fourth quarter 2019 and even the full year 2019. Now, it's a different story when we begin considering uh, looking forward to first quarter 2020 numbers because then we have to look at the impact of Paal, the impact of COVID-19 and all of these other issues that have surfaced this year. The regulatory risks have somehow eased a bit. It's not yet entirely uh, gone, but uh, it continues to, be, to provide an overhang uh, to the markets uh, going forward. The ongoing COVID-19 outbreak not seen to heavily impact the Philippine economy. Despite this, the Philippine Central Bank has rolled out preemptive measures to support banks that may be affected by the epidemic. Details from Dino Ponte Orig. The Philippine Central Bank moves to help banks affected by COVID-19 and the African swine fever outbreaks as it recognizes the potentially crippling impact of the diseases on key industries. The temporary regulatory relief measures include staggered booking of allowance for credit losses, as well as non-imposition of penalties on legal reserve deficiencies. Banks that will avail of the measures will be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis. Standard Chartered Asia economist Chidu Narayanan even expects the central bank to extend its easing bias to aid local lenders. Naranayan estimates Another policy rate cut in the second quarter of this year, citing the central bank's preemptive stance when it comes to monetary policy. But he adds, the cut may come earlier should the COVID-19 outbreak worsen. We think that it's more um, likely that a May rate cut is, is coming rather than a March rate cut. But um, uh, in case we do see a deterioration in um, the, the virus scenario over the next couple of weeks, we cannot really rule out a, a March rate cut either. We're seeing that the, the current rate of uh, credit growth increase in, in the households, amongst the households, is even higher than what happened in 2016-2017. And that is a cause for concern. Uh, we think that easing um, uh, too quickly might exacerbate those risks. It's amongst the lowest in Asia, so there's a lot of space for increase in uh, debt. But we are a little cautious about the pace of increase of debt. And, and that, we think, is, is something to, uh, to look out for and, and um, uh, monitor continuously. But Narayanan does not see global headwinds making much of a dent on the Philippine economy. I think Philippines is, again, uh, more of a domestic story rather than an international story. Um, the impact through the, uh, through the coronavirus on manufacturing is, is uh, uh, fairly marginal for the Philippines. Uh, the biggest impact, we think, will be through the tourism and the remittance route, and even there, uh, the significance of tourism is much smaller for the Philippines than some of its other peers in ASEAN. Uh, I think the biggest concern would be what happens, one, with respect to inflation in the Philippines, as, as well as what happens with respect to um, um, uh, public infrastructure investment. The ASEAN Plus 3 Macroeconomic Research Office, or AMRO, expects inflation to likely to stay within the government's 2 to 4% target range for the year. But it also expects the Philippine economy to continue to recover this year. AMRO says the local economy is seen to grow at 6.4% in 2020 as the government ramps up fiscal spending and domestic demand is boosted by easier monetary conditions. The country's economic growth fell to 5.9% last year from 6.2% in 2018. Dino Ponte Rig, 
ABS-CBN News. Concerns emerge over the fate of the Philippines' offshore gaming sector after China reportedly canceled passports of its citizens who are working for the industry. But Manila's ambassador to Beijing says the move is only meant to target criminals. More from Warren de Guzman. Business as usual. At least that's what seems to be happening at some of the Philippine offshore gaming operators in Makati. No sign of panic after the reported cancellation of passports of thousands of Chinese nationals working at Pogos. The Chinese embassy reacted to those reports Sunday, saying China's Ministry of Public Security obtained a list of Chinese nationals, quote, suspected of committing long-term telecommunication fraud crimes abroad. It also stressed China's actions are being done in close coordination with the Philippine government in an effort to fight not only telecoms fraud, but illegal online gambling and other nefarious activities as well. Philippine ambassador to China, Chito Santa Romana, says that is how the so-called crackdown should be treated, as an anti-crime program and nothing more. But analysts are more than concerned about what this might mean for POGOs and the real estate sector. June Kalaikai has of research at Philstock's Financial says he is already advising investors to stay away from landlords with Pogo clients. He warns the loss of Pogo clients could also dampen the real estate investment trust market, which only just caught a break following the revision of rules to make REITs more investor-friendly. We probably lean more towards uh, property companies that uh, have minimal exposures to none. Uh, in so far as the Pogo industry is concerned, hopefully the, 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 the listing of uh, the REIT uh, right now is only, I think, Ayala land has, that has uh, signified its intention to, to, to uh, list its uh, REIT units. Colliers International says more than a third of all office space transactions in Metro Manila involved Pogo in 2019, up from just a fifth of the total the year before. At their briefing at the start of February, Colliers International was more concerned about the impact of COVID-19 travel bans on Pogo employees, which they argued could affect Pogo operations and even expansion plans. The estimate of the government is what, around 200,000. But I think if you work out the space that they're taking right now, which is about a million square meters, uh, you, you could have a higher uh, number. We have 1.8 million uh, tourists or visitor arrivals from, from China. Of course, not all of those are tourists. A lot of that would be Pogo employees. Again, it depends on how long the virus and the shutdown will be. Uh, six months, then you could have that 1.8 going down to around 900,000. Kalaikai, however, said COVID-19 will likely have the bigger impact compared to renewed concerns over the legality of POGOs. The POGO issue will probably impact more heavily on, uh, on the property uh, sector and probably parts of, uh, uh, if, I, if I could put it this way, of VIP tourism, uh, gaming tourism. But the COVID-19, I think, is more encompassing because it cuts across uh, a number of sectors. The first that effects on the tourism industry, the hotels, uh, uh, even the retailers, uh, and now transportation. The Bureau of Immigration has yet to respond to questions regarding the passport cancellations, but it is reportedly seeking the list of telecoms fraud suspects to facilitate the deportation of any Chinese nationals with cancelled passports. 
Aside from gambling being illegal in China, the pogo industry has been hounded by scandal after scandal involving tax evasion, a scheme wherein Chinese nationals, mostly pogo workers, bribe their way through immigration at Naia, and rising criminality involving pogo workers. On Tuesday, two kidnapped Chinese pogo workers were rescued in Pampanga after they left their employer. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. A Philippine senator is set to file a concurrent resolution in a bid to allow broadcast giant ABS-CBN to continue its operations until the end of the 18th Congress. But a media group warns the move could be used as a weapon against the network. Details from Sherry Ann Torres. Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drilon will be filing a concurrent resolution on Wednesday to formally ask the National Telecommunications Commission, or NTC, to issue a provisional authority to ABS-CBN Corporation and allow it to continue its broadcast until June 30, 2022, the end of the 18th Congress, or while waiting for the decision of the House of Representatives and the Senate on its franchise application. ABS-CBN's franchise through Republic Act 7966 will expire on May 4, 2020. A concurrent resolution is a sentiment of both houses of Congress put into writing. It needs a majority vote to be adopted but cannot be equated to a law. We wanted to make sure that the uh, power to withdraw the provision authority is not based on whim, on uh, the editorial content of ABS-CBN. Senator Grace Bocher, person of the Senate Public Services Committee, will serve as Drilon's co-author in the said resolution, which is being requested by the NTC. Other senators supporting the resolution, meanwhile, add some concerns. Ayoko maputol yung uh, trabaho ng mga, mga empleyado. So, anong, kahit anong paraan po, pero wag naman po haluan ng uh, politika. Baka lang ang magiging problema rin na hindi nga aksyon na ng lower house. But Senate President Vicente Soto III is wondering why the NTC is suddenly requesting for a resolution when broadcast companies with expired franchises in the past were allowed to remain on air, even without such document. For Senator Ronald De La Rosa, coming out with a resolution is tantamount to skirting the Constitution. De La Rosa insists on following the process and tackling the franchise bill. House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano, for his part, lashed out at senators allegedly supportive of ABS-CBN. The senators reply, I wish he would not pass judgment on a co-equal branch of government. Meanwhile, the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines urges the public to stay vigilant on the ABS-CBN franchise issue. The NTC's provisional authority, it says, can be used as a weapon against ABS-CBN, so it will kowtow to government's wishes. Sherian Torres, ABS-CBN News. Another resolution has been filed in the lower house that would give ABS-CBN a lifeline until June 2022. As RG Cruz tells us, House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano is convinced the franchise issue is being used to challenge his leadership. 
Joining the 11 EBS-CBN franchise bills that have been languishing before the House Committee on Legislative Franchises is a House joint resolution authored by Cebu Representative Raul Del Mar to extend the life of EBS-CBN's current franchise to June 30, 2022. It's similar to Senate Minority Leader Franklin Rilon's resolution that would extend EBS-CBN's franchise to December 2022. This is the next best thing to express the sense of, of Congress that we allow uh, ABS-CBN to continue. Cagayan de Oro Representative Rufus Rodriguez says if this gets the nod of both houses, the network won't need a temporary permit from the National Telecommunications Commission to stay on air. As I have said, uh, there is no need to go to the NTC. Congress itself can extend because it has the absolute power okay. and jurisdiction over franchises. It can do. But if you go to the provincial authority mm -mm, track, mm -mm, no mm -mm. need for the president to sign, mm -mm. including uh, in the fact our joint resolution will have to be signed by the president. Okay, so it that's has, the yes. key. You're yeah, clarifying it now. I think this is important to yes. clarify yeah. that technically after the joint resolution, yes. you're saying mm. you don't have to go to the NTC. No, no need. But for Bayan Muna Representative Carlos Sarate, this 1994 Memorandum of Understanding among the House, NTC, and the Capisana ng mga broadcaster sa Pilipinas is sufficient to give EBS-CBN a two-year temporary permit extendable by another two years so long as there's a pending franchise application. This will suffice dahil hindi pa naman ito na supersede. No? The NTC also referred to this agreement during the Committee on Legislative Franchises meeting Monday. The Justice Department leaves it to the House to decide if this is enough or if they need to do more. But the KBP believes the MOU cannot apply to ABS-CBN as it was meant only for networks who had no franchises because of the imposition of martial law, which is why KBP is insisting on a full-fledged broadcast franchise for ABS-CBN. Specific to those with problems before, no? Na walang franchise, broadcast media council lang clearance na o walang clearance pero nag-operate sila. So, ganun, looks of it, no? Parang hindi, hindi pwede. Rodriguez, for his part, insists on a franchise hearing since the remaining session days are enough instead of just soliciting position papers. He's not calling for a hearing. That is the point. Uh, he has no intention to call a hearing. House Speaker Alan Peter Caetano for his part suspects the matter of the ABS-CBN franchise is being used by those seeking to oust him. I've explained a million times uh, why it's important to have orderly, fair hearings. Kung kayang tanggapin to ng majority ng mga kongresista, thank you. Kung hindi, then it's time to choose a new leader and bala na kayo. No problem. Caetano already maintained the House will coordinate with the NTC to make sure ABS-CBN doesn't go off the air. R.G. Cruz, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANT YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.